Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero. Sports entertainment like no other. It's going to be sick. Tony Marinero on this Monday, January 6th. You're listening to The Sick Podcast. You can listen to us on all social media platforms. Wildcard weekend is in the books. What a weekend it was. The football that we witnessed was absolutely amazing. And it's funny, you know, because the one that should have been, the one that was supposed to be in the end, is the one that wasn't. You talk to anybody, and everyone thought that the New Orleans Saints were a lock. I got to tell you, and I mentioned this on previous editions of The Sick Podcast, is that Minnesota it was going to be a force to be reckoned with down the stretch because Cousins is a good quarterback. A lot of doubters out there, a lot of naysayers. He proved on this weekend going into the Superdome that he can do it, and he went toe-to-toe with Drew Brees, and in overtime, he was absolutely fantastic. And they're for real because they have a good line, they have a good quarterback. In Dalvin Cook, they got a real good running back, And he gave the ball to Dalvin Cook, who ran it for 130 yards. He scored two touchdowns. And take a look at that game. The the Vikings had the better running back. And that's a theme that happened this weekend for the most part. The team with the better running back, the team who could run it more, was the team that gave themselves a better chance to win. It happened with the Vikings. And, you know, the way the Vikings game went down, was it it was absolutely unbelievable, really. I mean, New Orleans ties it right at the end with uh, with a long field goal, and they go to overtime, and in overtime, you know, the Vikings get the ball, and Cousins goes downfield, and his pass downfield um, to Thielen was just absolutely amazing. Um, 43-yard completion. Uh, he got them about five yards from the end zone, and, and at that point, uh, he found uh, Rudolph on a, on a, on a screen, uh, four-yard touchdown. And look, there was there, there's some debate as there was you know pushing off of the corner and, and, and some some pass interference there. But uh, you know they've made stuff like that pass for the most part this season in the NFL. They weren't about to call it in the game. Uh, it happened all so fast that uh, you know the coaching staff. Was, uh, was pretty much almost in the locker room as soon as it happened type of thing. Some players were actually off the field, and uh, they, they just they weren't going to call it. They weren't going to call it. And in the end, Minnesota was deserving. Was deserving. They forced Drew Brees into a couple of turnovers. This is not the first time that the, the Saints lose a big playoff game at home in overtime. Uh, it happened against the Rams, and now it happened against the Vikings. But, you know, once again... It was cool to see Minnesota prove all the doubters wrong. Now, look, I knew they were going to be a force to be reckoned with. I'm not going to lie to you. I didn't think they were going to go into New Orleans and win because Drew Brees, take a look at the season that he had. I mean, the guy's been absolutely unbelievable. But Cousins has been really good too. And um, the Vikings made the big plays when they needed to make the big plays. And they made them at the right time. You know, the Saints trailed by 10 points going into the fourth quarter. So the Vikings were the better team from start, and they were the better team to finish. 
and um, and they're off to the next round with a um, with a date versus the 49ers in San Francisco, and and it's going to be an awesome game. Needless to say, Seahawks versus the Eagles. I think for the most part, most people thought the Seahawks were going to win. Yes, the Seahawks have had some injuries at the running back position. It's true, so much so that they had to. Um, they had to uh, call back Marshawn Lynch, get him out of retirement, beast mode, come back. We need you. We don't have any running backs. I get all that, but at the same time, take a look at um, take a look at the Eagles and uh, the injuries they've had. I think they're on their fourth running back uh, on three or four wide receivers, uh, a couple of Pro Bowl offensive linemen out for this game as well. They've been, uh, you know. They've been uh, they've been doing the unthinkable, really, considering the injuries they've had. Read a stat going into the game: Carson Wentz, four thousand plus yards passing, without a single receiver hitting five hundred yards. So it just goes to show you, he hasn't had a lot of quality around him, and it was going to be a real tough task. But Wentz was really, really good down the stretch in the final two months, and the problem for the Eagles, big problem was in the first quarter, he got knocked out of the game. Clowney hits him. They're looking for helmet to helmet there. There was nothing called. He leaves the game, obviously with a concussion, comes back, couple of snaps, but he's gone by uh, by the end of the first quarter. And at that point, at the end of the first, it's 3 nothing for Seattle. They have to play the rest of the game without him. Josh McCallum comes in. He's 40 years old. He comes in to play his first playoff game. Going up against the Seahawks, who had won what were seven and one on the road going into the game, a team that doesn't beat themselves really, with the exception of the week before, when um, when their coach made a bad call with 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 time management and clock management and stuff like that. But Russell Wilson doesn't throw away games, and Russell Wilson was Russell Wilson. Uh, he played the type of game that Russell Wilson's capable of playing. It's not for anything that uh, you know he's he's. When it comes to MVP voting, Russell Wilson is there with Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar is going to win it. He's going to deserve to win it. But Russell Wilson was really good. 325 yards. Um, He led the team with 45 yards rushing. Uh, He made some big passes and some big plays. Beast Mode got himself a touchdown as well. And um, they just played a solid road game. And now they're they're 8-1. On the road, um, they're going to go to Green Bay. They're going to take on Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers. And uh, look, I, I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go against Russell Wilson at this point. Uh, look, at one point, I'm not going to lie to you. I thought that maybe they were <clears throat> a little bit of a fraud because of their differential of um, you know points scored and points against. They really didn't score that many. It's it's. I think it was like plus twelve or plus thirteen or something like that. So at that point, what are they doing? They're 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 beating every team by a point. <clears throat> but in the end, those close games that they won served them well because they played a close game versus the Eagles, and they end up coming out on top in that close game. So, you know, the fact that they're going to go on the road next week to take on the Packers that doesn't bother the Packers. That doesn't bother the Seahawks one bit. They're comfortable in, in, in being a road team. 
they're comfortable in being a dog. And so look look forward to that one. Seahawks at Green Bay Packers. I'm going to give you my sick pick right away, and I'm going to take the Seahawks in a close one. I'm going to give you my sick pick in the Minnesota Vikings. Really impressed in what they were able to do versus New Orleans. But San Francisco is better than New Orleans. I thought that going into the game. I think so now. They have a much better defense. Um, I think they're a more complete team. So give me the 49ers to beat the Vikings. As for the Baltimore Ravens who had the bye, if you're wondering who uh, they're going to score off with, they're going to host the Tennessee Titans. I told you now for over, what is it, about a month and a half, ever since the Patriots lost to the Baltimore Ravens, they haven't been the same team. And the Ravens expose the Patriots. The Patriots have a hard time against the run. At one point, we thought it was a mobile quarterback, which was Lamar Jackson. We realized after this weekend, it's against the run, period. So the Patriots at home, they don't scare anybody anymore. They stopped scaring people officially about a week ago when they had to win their final game of the regular season versus the Miami Dolphins, and they lost it. Once they lost that game, everyone knew this is not the same Patriots team. Tom Brady at the end of his contract, some talk whether or not he's going to be back in New England, some talk that he'll be out, he'll leave, he'll walk. His offensive coordinator, Josh McDaniels, is is already interviewing with other teams, and he's probably going to move on as well. And so there was that uncertainty there of where Tom was going to be. The end of his contract has been underpaid for the longest time. They can't franchise him. Where is he going to go? Um, Belichick and Brady, they haven't been the same for the past year together. Everyone knows that because there was talk that Kraft is the one who wanted Brady back and, uh, and Belichick wanted to move forward with Jimmy G. Whether that's true or not, those were the reports. But all he had really was Sonny Michel and, uh, and Edelman. That's all he has. He, here's a team who relies on their tight ends. They don't have a tight end. They don't have too many wide receivers. Uh, this was a fragile Patriots team who were 4-4 four and four going into the game, who, um, uh, who were scoring uh, in those last eight games prior to this wildcard game, 20 points on average, going up against the Tennessee Titans team that were 5-2 and two in their last seven and scoring about 31 points per game on average. So it's no surprise. Look, look the game plan was going to be easy. You knew it. Vrabel was going to game plan around getting the ball to Derrick Henry, and Henry was going to smash it and jam it down their throats. And they didn't have an answer for him. He, 34 carries, 182 yards. He ate away at the clock. They had no answer for Derrick Henry. Everyone was wondering whether or not Tannehill was going to choke. He didn't have to. Uh, what did he, he, what, he went eight for 15 or something like that for 72 yards. The game plan was never to have Tannehill throw the ball. Never. It was to have Derrick Henry run the ball. It was to play tight defense versus a Patriots team that were missing a lot of weapons. And so I called this one. The Tennessee was going to win. I'm not surprised that they did. And uh, the, the, I don't want to say the, 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 actually, I could say the Patriots domination is over unless they bring back Tom Brady 
and get him. Maybe not one, but two wide receivers and beef up the team. The Patriots' domination could very well be over. Could very well be over. And the other game, last but not least, was the game between the Bills and uh, and the Houston Texans. And I got to tell you that I've been, I was, you know, I've been liking Josh Allen more and more with every week. I thought he played a heck of a game uh, for the Buffalo Bills on the weekend. I thought he was, I thought he was awesome. I thought he did everything he could do. Uh, he he got the Bills off to a thirteen nothing lead. Um, he threw for 264 yards. He ran for 92. He basically put the team on his back. For most of the game, he was better than Deshaun Watson. But most of the game is not the entire game. A game is at least four quarters, and if it's tied after four, then there's overtime. And in the fourth, Deshaun Watson went to work. He was really, really good. 247 yards passing, 55 yards he ran for, but then... At, at, the, at the biggest time of the game, with the game in overtime, he's scrambling, and he's able to get away, Deshaun Watson is, he's able to escape and get away. It was amazing the way he, he bounced off of a couple of players, he evaded a sack, and, uh, and uh, you know, he ends up throwing to, to Jones for a 34-yard reception, which sets up the field goal. Neither team had scored on their first possession in overtime. So they end up hitting the field goal. They end up winning the game 22-19 over the Bills. It, it was an awesome game. And, uh, and the Texans now, they go to Arrowhead to take on the Kansas City Chiefs. Uh, unfortunately for them, though, I don't like that matchup. It comes to an end. So once again, here are my sick picks. Give me the Seahawks. Give me the Chiefs. Give me the Baltimore Ravens who are going to be a little bit too much for the Tennessee Titans, and give me the San Francisco 49ers. Those are my sick picks. Tell your friends about this podcast, the sick podcast. This podcast is sick, and tell them they can follow it on all social media platforms, whether it's iHeartRadio, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast, Overcast, or Spotify. I'm Marinero, the sick podcast. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next week. Follow The Sick Podcast on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.